but if you have an unhealthy meal, you know, and and you feel guilty about it or whatever, just like know that you should do better the next time and just like So welcome back to the Vegan Fitness Podcast. Today one of the vegan Avengers is joining me on the show. I'm so excited, as you can probably hear. He's a certified nutritional practitioner, calisthenic master, YouTube sensation and granola smoothie bowl specialist <laughs> and over the last months he has become one of my personal favorite youtubers and his energy and positivity is just contagious welcome to the show derek aka synod nutrition how are you feeling today man i'm doing great thanks for the kind intro that's awesome <laughs> oh of course man i love your stuff if you don't follow him on youtube definitely check him out he's He makes such great videos and everyone can benefit from the value that he shares. But for the people that don't know you, I don't know who does know you, but for the people that don't, could you maybe quickly introduce yourself with your own words? Yeah, sure, I can. Um, so yeah, my name is Derek Simnet. As you mentioned, I'm a certified nutritional practitioner. So I studied holistic nutrition in school. Uh, so from there, I started a practice where I was helping people on a one-on-one -on -one basis And I started my YouTube channel to drive traffic towards my consulting services because I knew it was a good way to sort of streamline, um, you know, the, the clientele that I wanted. And then my YouTube channel started to grow, uh, you know, where I, I put out information on my YouTube channel about what I eat and how to eat a healthy vegan diet and basically just leading by example. So that started to grow um, bigger than my consulting services <laughs> were. Uh, and I decided to take that avenue. So uh, here we are now, uh, you know, a couple hundred videos later. And um, yeah, and it brought me to this podcast. Just living the vegan lifestyle and sharing it on YouTube. I just love what you're exactly. doing, like I said before. And I find it fascinating that you actually quit your one-on-one -on -one coaching for now at least. Um, just quickly before we start really into it, why did you decide to, to go all in on YouTube or on content creating? Was it more fun to you or why did you stop coaching people one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, it was a lot of factors. But for one of them was definitely that it was more fun. I enjoyed it more. Um, And then another one was that I'm able to reach a, a way broader art audience than just, um, you know, helping people one on one. So it's nice to be able to give people that kind of attention, uh, but it's uh, it's quite tedious. And, uh, you know, and I can like I said, I can influence so many more people by just leading by example and, and putting that online. And um, yeah, I, I guess a uh, long time like what was it a few years ago? Um, I was in a course where they made us write down like a bunch of things that we wanted in a future job and a few of those things that I wrote down, uh, not knowing what it was going to be like, it was kind of one of those scenarios where they're like, create the dream job in your head and just <laughs> write down, you know, some of the things that you want. Um, yeah. And I, and I wrote down that I wanted to like, you know, uh, you know, be teaching a bunch of people. I want it to be, have to do with video, have to do with food, um, and I wanted to be my own boss and it was kind of like even before that I knew I wanted to get into nutrition that this all happened and uh, it, it was really it's just really cool that it all kind of like turned out and um, I realized that like yeah doing the videos and being creative was like a big part of it for me and when I created that vision a long time ago that was a really big part of it so um, I knew that kind of Once I realized the the scales were tipping in that direction, that my YouTube channel was, you know, reaching a lot more people than I was able to reach just helping people one on one that I, I kind of wanted to put more of my time into that. Uh, and it financially was was viable uh, to do as mm -hmm. well, because when you're consulting, um, 
I mean, I guess you can charge whatever you want, but I wanted to make it fair for people. And uh, you can only take on so many clients at a time. So, you know, you're able to make some money doing it. But, um, you know, with doing things like YouTube and then like now I have like an ebook and things like that, it frees up time uh, for you to be able to do other things like I'm like I am expanding, you know, my YouTube channel. Like I said, I just came out with like an ebook and I'll have other, uh, you know, content and things like that coming out in the future where, uh, when you're doing one-on-one coaching doesn't really allow for, uh, that kind of, uh, experimentation, I guess, outside of what you're doing because it's so time intensive. That's true. Yes. Yes. And it's very a noble approach, of course, because, You want to influence so many more people. You want to help so many more people. And you decided to help more people instead of taking the money, you could say. So that's an amazing approach. And it also makes you happier, I would think. I also experienced that. I mean, of course, I'm not that big, um, as big as you. But on my Instagram, and when I post content and I get positive feedback yeah. and people like writing me, that helped me so much. It makes me just feel so mm -hmm. good. And I think this feeling, I mean, of course, money is awesome. You can't deny that. But... This feeling sometimes offsets, of course, all the benefits from money that you get. And uh, yeah, it's just life is just about feeling happy, right? So um, mm -hmm. that's the way yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. It. it is, especially when when you have a mission uh, like we do as well. You want to try and uh, share that voice with as many people as you can. Start like stand from the loudest, you know, the tallest mountaintop that you can, right? And get that message out there. So um, yeah, it's been really, it's been an amazing journey. And it, I guess it was probably only about a year ago that I quit my job to do this uh, full time. Oh, okay. And nice. I'm really happy that I did. It's been working out really well. Yeah, it has been working out amazing. And speaking of tallest mountaintop, uh, I want to talk <laughs> about your your approach to fitness or bodybuilding because usually when I pe get people, um, guests on the show, I ask them what got you into bodybuilding, what got you into fitness, but you're always preaching move your bodies and you're doing yourself mm. such a big service moving your bodies and just being healthy overall by doing that and that's why I want to ask you, what got, got you into moving your body actually? Right, yeah, I mean... I like to I like to promote that because I you know I'm not I don't really consider myself a, a bodybuilder although I like to I do like to build up my physique um, I you know I think that it's just important that we move our bodies no matter what way that we do it whether it's you know it's great if people like to lift weights and and you know build their physique uh, I think that's a really good thing but if people would rather like you know go hiking or cycling or running or whatever, and they're more likely to be consistent with that. I think the consistency is what's, you know, most important. Um, of course, there's benefits to each, uh, to each type of training, but, uh, so is, ask the question again, sorry. No, just like in general, what got you into sports or into well, okay, moving right. your body? So I was, uh, ever since I was young, I was always into sports and, uh, always just like a really active and hyper kid, like so many of us were. Uh, so I guess I just, I, I've always been active. I mean, it's, it's something that's just kind of ingrained in me to, to move my body. And then I guess once I sort of got out of being into uh, like team sports, you know, when we kind of get out of high school and that, and that, you know, that falls by the wayside, I, there was other things that I picked up, like skateboarding was a big one and trail running as well, where they were more individual sports. And, um, And I really liked the freedom of just being able to do that on my own time whenever I wanted. And then the discipline of having to, you know, push yourself and tell yourself to push yourself harder if you want to improve. And if not, you'll just stagnate. So I think 
um, that's what kind of brought me into calisthenics as well. And mm-hmm. also, you know, bodybuilding and, and weightlifting too, is that it's um, sort of self-motivated. And uh, yeah, I just kind of really liked, uh, you know, that I could continue moving my body, but maybe at my own pace and on my own schedule, rather than like in team sports when I was younger. So I mean, I guess what got me into movement in the beginning was just um, kind of my parents pushing me to join team sports, probably. <laughs> so I wasn't such a like awkward young kid. And then, uh, you know, and then I just kept moving the whole time. But uh, yeah, I've always been into it. And even when I was just mainly doing trail running, uh, before I started to build my physique, I always loved uh, just running in the forest and and not just running, but like doing pull-ups on trees that I'd see and climbing trees and, you know, trying to jump over, you know, rivers and things like that. So uh, it's, I, I don't know, always uh, just been passionate about movement. Yeah, that's amazing. That's an amazing passion to have. Other people have different passions, but if you mm. have moving as a passion, you, yeah, you basically win that life already. But like, yeah. you had this passion, But when along the way did you develop the passion for actually building muscle? Because right now mm. everyone can see on your social media that you are lean, you have very well developed muscle as everyone can see. And yeah, well, did you at one mo- um, moment decide to actually go really for the progressive overload to really build muscle or did it just happen along the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. Um, so... Once I, once I became a nutritionist and I started to become a little bit more um, open about spreading my vegan message, because when I, was, when I first became a nutritionist, I was kind of a little bit shy to promote that, and I just kind of wanted to gently nudge people in that direction, um, and I didn't want to pigeonhole myself into this, like, just strictly, like, vegan nutrition. Uh, but, you know, once, once I started to do that... Um, I, sorry, I lost my place again. <laughs> you oh, good. <laughs> I don't know. I tried, went off on a tangent. No, just like um, you had this passion for moving and you had this passion for sports. And when along the way did you actually oh, want to build okay. muscle? Right. So then um, once I became that, uh, you know, that sort of outspoken vegan nutritionist, uh, people would come up to me all the time and they'd say, you know, I think that diet works for you, but I want to build muscle. I want to, <laughs> want to, you know, have that manly physique. I want that, that Hollywood body. And, you know, it's just not, you know, you can't do it on a vegan diet, but I understand, you know, you can be healthy and you can be like a runner and that sort of thing. And that works for you. That's totally fine. And I hated getting met with that, uh, you know, that roadblock all the time for people because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really say from experience that, yeah, you can build muscle on this diet. And this was years ago now, this was, you know, five, you know, four or five years ago, I guess. And, uh, so I started to transition my, my, when I went running into like half jogging in the forest and half like finding a tree to do like pull-ups on and chin-ups and stuff like that. And I started to build muscle and notice the changes in my body pretty quickly, like the noob gains, right, as they call them. <laughs> and yes. uh, that was when I, you know, people kind of started to take notice and be like, oh, look at you putting on like a bit of muscle. I guess that diet's working for you. And then uh, I realized that, yeah, it re- there really was something to that. And unfortunately, a lot of people's uh, decisions on health and nutrition are based off of vanity and, you know, looking good. Uh, so, you know, I thought that it was an important sort of step for me to take. And uh, I just kind of went full on with it and, and started to really, uh, like you said, use progressive overload and uh, really tax my body and try to put on some muscle. And I really liked uh, calisthenics, like I said, because it was, I found that it was um, 
a good way because it was something I already knew how to do. I already knew how to do pull-ups. I just had to make them harder. So I started to do more and then I started to put weight around my, uh, you know, around my waist and do them. And then I started to try and do more, you know, front levers and things like that, where, you know, you're changing the, um, uh, the position of your body to make it, to make it more difficult. And, uh, yeah, I started to get, you know, a, a much better response than when, uh, and not that having a thin, you know, runner's physique is, is a bad thing. Like I mentioned in the beginning, like whatever your passion is, I think movement is, is the key. But, uh, for me in the position that I wanted to take, uh, I, I realized it was kind of going to be important for me and yep. I wanted to prove it. I wanted to prove it to myself as well. I didn't <laughs> want to be taking on clients going, yeah, you know, of course you can build muscle on this diet, like not really knowing, you know, because exactly. I hadn't done it myself. You can hear it from other people, but until you try it yourself, you don't really know. Yes. Walking the talk. <laughs> and yeah. I love this. I mean, of course people start building muscle because of vanity, but you did to raise awareness, to help more people to actually build muscle <laughs> and to, yeah, to experience it yourself and really go the way. Yeah. And to go back in time a little bit, because you talked about this, um, yeah, already talked about this. Yep. When did you decide to go vegan and why did you decide to go vegan? Oh, right. Um, so I had, a, it was a bit of a, a journey for me because um, I was living away from home. This was probably, oh man, it must have been probably 10 years ago now. Um, I was living, I was living, sorry, I was living away from home, uh, away from my family uh, on the west coast of Canada here. They lived on the east coast and I'd been vegan for a little while. Um, and I originally went vegan then because of um, a girlfriend that I had. She was attending uh, a very similar school that I ended up going to and she started mm -hmm. to just kind of tell me about uh, you know, the, the industries, the dairy industry and the, you know, the egg industry and that sort of stuff. And, uh, also like the health effects of, uh, eating a meat-based diet like I was. And, um, so that's when I started transition the first time, but then, uh, I moved back home with my family and then there was like, you know, friends and different influences around and I slipped off of it for a while. So, um, it wasn't until, you know, I, I did my best, but then, you know, there was guilt and, uh, and different things for a couple of years. So it wasn't until about seven years ago now, um, that I moved away from home again and was able to, uh, to make that transition one more wow. time, a hundred percent for the last time and, <laughs> uh, went, uh, went fully vegan. Um, yeah. Yes. So I guess seven years ago now, and, and the reason was really because, there were a lot of different things that sort of like clicked in my head uh, that made me go that way. But mainly, you know, the short of it is just like claiming that I'm an animal lover and that I, you know, I love animals and that I would even like, I care for animals. And, you know, if I, if I would see like a, an injured bird on the side of the road, like I would try and help it, but then I wouldn't hesitate to like go home and eat like chicken for dinner. And just all of a sudden that didn't, you know, wasn't making sense in my head. Uh, and then when I would look at my plate, I would see that that's a, a piece of, you know, of animal like flesh, like the muscle of an animal. And I just, it just, uh, you know, it was turned into something I didn't want in my life anymore. And, and when I started feeling the amazing effects of, of going vegan, that was, uh, you know, it made it really, really easy to stay that way. Yeah, that's amazing. Like when you experience the first effects, like feeling healthier and feeling just more energetic, then there's no going back, I think. And mm -hmm. people just have to get to that point and do everything right in their diet, of course, to achieve that. And going back to um, your family and yep. then um, not 
continuing with your vegan diet is actually a problem that a lot of people have. I get messages ah. that are saying like, I would go vegan, but my family, my, my mother, <laughs> I don't want to turn down her food and I can't do it and I'm young. And that's a big issue and I don't know the answer to that issue, of oh. course. I mean, if they're, if they're no, young, I it's not that easy. But what would your... Um, yeah. No, if, it, exactly. If you're young, it's for sure not easy. Like I, I was, you know, I was well into my twenties at that time. Um, and, and it wasn't even easy for me. Um, but what I always say for this situation and many other situations is don't do nothing because you can't do everything. And I think it's a really important thing to remember. And I, I get that a lot from people as well. It's like, I would go vegan, but every night, you know, my family has like roast beef on this night or like, there's always a big Thanksgiving dinner at my grandma's house and everyone eats turkey. And I, I don't know how I could ever turn that down. Well, it's like, that's just one day of the year or that's one day of the week. Or you have, you know, maybe it's even, I have dinner with my family every night and they're going to make me eat dinner um, with them and it's going to be meat. And I know I'm going to have to eat it or my mom's going to get mad and ground me or something. Well, it's like, well, yeah, if you have to do that right now, you know, eat that one meal a day, you know, with your family, try and get as many veggies and fruits in the rest of the day as you can. Um, but I think if you're getting older, uh, and you know, you're a bit more in charge of your actions, I think, and you're still living at home, I think like cooking your own food, uh, is a really good thing to learn. So you can, a lot of parents just find it like a burden because they don't know what to make. So that would be mm -hmm. one. And then finding out what maybe fears your parents have, um, And then addressing them. So if they're like, well, you're not going to get all the nutrients, well, do a little bit of education or, um, you know, educate yourself a little bit, do a bit of reading and find how you are going to get all those nutrients and say like, yeah, look, here's some common ones, you know, B12 and iron and this and that. And these are the foods that I'm going to take or the supplements I'm going to or the foods I'm going to consume supplements I'm going to take uh, in order to get that, um, you know, and then if you can get a get a job and, and buy some of your own food so that it's around the house. Yes, that, that's a very smart, smart idea and approach, and I really like that. And I know my listeners um, will get a lot of value out of this, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I love this. Um, and actually, if you could travel back in time and yeah. tell your younger non-vegan self one challenge that you um, um, yeah, had to look yeah. out for when going vegan, what would it be? Yeah. Um, that's a great question, Fritz. Uh, <laughs> so, Take your time. <laughs> Yeah, I think the first one that pops into my head isn't really like anything nutritionally. It's more like don't fall into um, an approach just because of uh, maybe like some characters on like online that you follow or, uh, you know, or one book that you've read or whatever. Like do a lot of different research and um, look at a lot of different sources and then make up your mind because like, you know, there's a lot of different styles of, of vegan eating and it's really easy to kind of, um, you know, uh, people romanticize like a certain type of, of eating, you know, like the high, you know, super high carb, low fat or, um, you know, just strictly like superfood diet or, or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, it might not work for you or whatever. So I think, yeah, just like not getting pigeonholed into one certain type of veganism, I think yes. is a big one. Um, because for me, for a long time, I kind of like, I put my blinders on to a lot of other styles of eating because that was very sort of like, uh, I don't want to say so strict on like the 80, 10, 10, but like very like eat all the carbs you can, like get it in you as much as you can all the time. And, um, and sure, I felt like great, but like, 
I don't eat that much anymore. And like, I still function just fine and I feel great. And uh, so it was kind of like, maybe I ate, you know, like 10 bananas or 12 bananas <laughs> for a long time when I really only needed to eat five or six. And I never tried it because that was just what I was kind of following, right? That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that would be one of them. And then another one would just be eating like whole foods, figuring out a way to like, you know, cook food that you like that's simple. Uh, and finding a few sauces that you like so that you can eat whole foods rather than eating like a ton of packaged foods. Because as we know, um, you know, you can eat a very unhealthy vegan diet as well. Of course, yes. And sauces are always a game changer. Like if mm -hmm. you have any ingredient vegan food that you don't like, then just throw a sauce on top and you will love it <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. at least. Yeah, exactly. Sauces are the key. Like, um, yeah, find a few that, that you really like. And, um, you know, sure, if you have like, You know, some sauces have a bit of, you know, sugar and a bit of oil and stuff in them. But if you're just using a little bit, you know, a couple tablespoons of this sauce in order to get like a lot of other good food in you, um, then, you know, I don't see a problem with it. Of course, the, the goal would be to transition to, you know, entirely whole foods, uh, eventually even sauces and everything. And that's why I learned how to make my own sauces. And it's a, you know, a really good skill to have just to be able to, um, take all the things that you have in your house and throw them in the blender and make a, a salad dressing or a dip or a sauce. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And I also got inspired by you on one of your YouTube videos. You mentioned um, Sri Rasha or hot sauce plus nutritional yeast, um, the best combination in the world. And I have my own <laughs> best combination like tahini, um, hot sauce and nutritional yeast is my favorite, like just to put on top of everything. But that's yeah. another topic. <laughs> um, and one of the things I'm <laughs> so fascinated by and which didn't really fit into my meathead thinking is your approach to nutrition like some months ago i started watching your stuff and it was like this guy doesn't even count as protein he's only eating 90 grams per day what's going on <laughs> how does he have such an incredible body um yeah and i was very skeptical not as skeptical that you were on steroids because some <laughs> people accused you of that i mean of course yeah. you're lean but i do think it's very natural achievable as mm -hmm. an eddy um And I think it gave me a really new perspective on my own nutrition because I really used to obsess over protein and I have, I still get my protein of course because I want to build muscle and that's important, mm -hmm. but I'm not obsessing over it too much um, because other parts of your diet or of my diet are very important as well, of course. And, but that's me just ranting. Um, when you look at no. your day right now, um, let's say you wake up and you have one day in front of you, how do you structure your meals or your food and um, in order to build muscle, to lose fat and for performance? Or right. how do you structure your meals? Do you have like, I don't know, do you have an approach where you say, okay, I get 50 grams of carbs or 30 grams of protein yeah. or yeah, how right, do you right. structure your day? So yeah, the, I, like you mentioned, I never track my food. Uh, I, I definitely uh, have before, but just for like the YouTube videos that I make, a couple of my more popular videos have been where I've done um, a what I eat throughout the day, and then I put all the food into a chronometer or chronometer oh, yeah. at the end of the day, and then kind of analyze the nutrients. Um, so that's really the only time that that I put it in. But I did notice, like, whenever I was putting the the food in, it was always very even like when I wasn't tracking it. I mean, just eating normally, um, it was always really similar, like you know, macros and calories and that sort of thing. So I figured like I'm pretty do I'm doing pretty well <laughs> intuitively that I don't have to have to track that. Uh, and it just seems like a hassle and tedious to me. So I don't want to. Um, but as far as like how I, um, yeah, how I kind of, you know, 
work my eating nowadays is um, I, I work out in the morning fasted. I always like to do that. So it's a, a big thing for me. I'll wake up and then I'll have some lemon water mm-hmm. and then go to the gym. And sometimes I'll have a coffee before that and then uh, just for, you know, some <laughs> extra power. Uh, and I'll go to the gym, work out, and then when I come home, I'll have like a big smoothie bowl. Uh, and I just make sure that I have lots of like fruit, uh, you know, to help replace the glycogen stores that I've used. Um, and then also some good antioxidants in the form of like berries and, you know, turmeric to help with inflammation. And then um, I'll put some protein powder in there as well because like you, I do, um, you know, I, I do still think that we need a certain amount of protein in order to gain <laughs> yes. muscle. And up to a certain amount, it does help us to, to build muscle, right? Like you can survive off of like the 0.6 uh, grams per kilogram, you know, like is, is mentioned, I think, from the World Health Organization or something. It might even be uh, 0.8. Uh, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's optimal for, for mu- building muscle, right? Yes. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I'll take a, a scoop of protein powder, uh, as well. And then, uh, yeah, blend that up with some almond milk and, and then I'll enjoy that. Uh, and then usually I will, it, it, see, this is where, yeah, if I'm trying to sort of like bulk up, I'll have a, I'll have lunch. And then if I'm trying to kind of like lean out, I guess, um, I'll just fast until like dinner. So I'll just have two meals in the day. Um, so some, yeah, some for lunches, uh, I'd have is like a, uh, like open faced uh, peanut butter sandwich with like dates on it, peanut butter and tahini. That's been like my new combo lately. Oh, nice! I have to so, try that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know you like your tahini. So yeah, peanut butter and tahini with some cinnamon mixed on it, and then uh, either like banana or date on top is really good. Uh, or I'll have like oatmeal and berries for lunch, uh, or just like a, I don't know tempeh sandwich, something like that. And then for dinner, I'll have. Um, a big like sort of stir fry with maybe rice and beans and veggies and maybe some tempeh or tofu. And nice. then that's it. And I won't eat after that until uh, the next morning. At least I try to occasionally I'll snack on some granola or like cookies if I have them uh, at night, but I really try not to. That's kind of, um, especially when I'm leaning out, I find that if I don't eat anything after dinner and I get that uh, morning fasted workout in, then I can definitely lean out pretty well. That's awesome. Like, I love your approach that you're saying, um, if you're bulking, you will eat lunch. If you're cutting, you will <laughs> skip lunch. And you can see <laughs> um, by your results that it's working out amazing. So you're not even tracking when you try to lose body fat. Am I hearing that right? No, yeah, no, I'm not. And I, I do a few other things um, as well where like, I'll just have more uh, like sort of low calorie vegetables rather than having more, you know, things like more grains or beans or something like that with my dinner. Um, so I'll just make sure that I have, you know, much more steamed broccoli or cauliflower, uh, you know, or even just salad than I usually do. And then I'll just have a smaller portion of cooked food. And I find that's another really easy way to sort of, uh, you know, monitor, like adjust my, um, my body's composition. Yeah, that's amazing. Like people sometimes get scared of tracking their food and they don't start their diet at all. And before you're not starting at all, please just start changing small things like increasing your activity, drinking more water, eating more veggies and maybe avoiding some of the calorie-dense foods and of course avoiding most of the sugary foods and the fatty foods um, but still getting, mm-hmm. of course, healthy fats in. And if you do that already, you will most likely already change your body composition to a significant amount and don't have to cut uh, to count calories if you don't want that but it's all of course a good way to to keep track of everything right so um, yeah. yeah that's but i love it that's working for you it's amazing 
and to jump into more into your workout and your calisthenics um if someone wants to start calisthenics because calisthenics is this for me at least is this big thing where i think i wouldn't be able to do it because i'm not that 100% flexible and i don't know mm -hmm. what kind of exercise to do if someone wants to start it what are the three things um they have to keep in mind when starting or yeah just maybe If this is too difficult to answer, um, no. Just a quick, um, a quick start tutorial. Maybe if someone wants to start or get into <laughs> yeah. calisthenics. So I, I've one of my most most requested uh, sort of things, I guess, is like beginner calisthenic uh, like workout routines. Like people want me to make an ebook for that um, and then do videos on it. And it's really hard for me because. A someone that's beginning at calisthenics can be like a beginner is like a really wide range with calisthenics. Like it can be um, from somebody who can't even, you know, kind of hold on to the bar and maybe even do one chin up to somebody that can do just, you know, maybe one or one to three sort of pull ups or chin ups like that would be considered like a beginner. So um, as well, you know, so it's a really wide range of people. Like if, if yes. you can't hold on to the bar, it's a long, you have to, you know, it's a lot of training in order to, to get to your first pull up from there. Um, but I think, uh, so for somebody like that, that can't even like hold on to a, you know, just doesn't even have the strength to, to sort of do that. I would say spending time on the bar, like holding onto the bar and just hanging and, and, and working on your grip strength is going to be really important. And then also like jumping up, uh, into like pull-ups and chin-ups and then, uh, letting your body down slowly. So doing like the negative part of the movement is another really good way to help build mm -hmm. up the strength to do it. And then also, uh, like Australian rows or, um, I don't know what else they would be called, but, uh, where you use like a TRX band, uh, or the TRX, uh, straps and you have your, uh, heels anchored on the ground and you're kind of on like an angle and you just like pull like that. That's another really good way to help, um, work yourself up to it. But That's yeah, a podcast tutorial, like, <laughs> the calisthenics podcast tutorial <laughs> coming from yeah. Sim Nutrition. Yes, yeah, I, I love know, it. Those are just those are just the sort of three, but it's you know, it's important to remember that it's like it's really hard uh, to do. I think because you know what people forget is like I, I get a lot of messages from people who are like I'm stuck at like four chin ups or I'm stuck at like seven chin ups and I've only, I've been here for like months. Well, it's it's hard because you have to pull your entire body weight up for like another solid rep, right? And like, that's a lot to, uh, to do. Usually if you were on like a weight machine or something like that, like if you were to adjust the weight, it would just be up by, you know, a few pounds or whatever, but you don't really have that luxury with, with body weight. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, another, you know, another helpful tool that I find, uh, is, is really crucial is having those, uh, resistance bands. Mm -hmm. They're really helpful in getting you know um, pull-ups and l-sits uh you know all sorts of different things as well but i think just like doing it is the main thing like i don't do all the crazy tricks and that sort of stuff so i'm not like all that uh you know flexible you know where i'm like doing you know i i don't even know i don't even know what half of the moves are called but um you know i just <laughs> use it as a form of resistance training and and as long as you know, just get down there and start doing some push-ups, and then try some different, you know, different hand positionings and then try doing them more explosive. And if you can do that, then try to clap your hands behind your back or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always about having fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting into it and just like trying, uh, is, is 
Yeah, really important. But I really, my favorite part of it is like the hanging. I just love hanging from a bar and doing pull-ups and um, just feeling that sort of like strength and command over my body is just like the best for me. So yeah, just hang and, and just uh, kind of like play around with it and, and try different um, variations of, of pull-ups and chin-ups. And if you can't, just just hang and <laughs> enjoy the feeling. That's true. And also like hanging from a bar has also very shoulder um, health benefits, right? If you have a shoulder injury or um, shoulder problems, then just hanging from a bar and uh, yeah, just chilling around, you could say, um, already yeah. improves um, your shoulder mobility, right? And yeah, exactly. Really good. And, and it also helps to um, like stretch your back as well. It decompresses your spine. It's, it's stretching is great. Or, uh, hanging is a great stretch. It's amazing. It's like Mother Earth is t telling us to use our body and to just... Yeah, hang around <laughs> mm -hmm. and improve our body and yeah that's amazing and I do I did try to get a bit more into calisthenics but yeah I don't know it was just not my thing I think but I yeah. still think it's amazing everyone yeah. can do what they like so that's yeah, amazing of course exactly <laughs> it's um I think because I was into it first and then now I sort of combine it with um, lifting weights I think that's an easier way to go whereas if you do a lot of like weightlifting in the gym um, and typical like bodybuilding stuff. And then you go to, I think it's, it's like difficult because um, you're, it's just like, you know, not that bodybuilding and, and, or anything that you do isn't athletic, but it's just like, it's, it's so much harder because it's like with weightlifting, you can just kind of like sit down on a bench or you lay down and then you push the weight away from you or, you know, whereas with calisthenics, it like requires so much more like uh, movement, I guess. And yeah. the, the movements are much more like compound movements where they're not quite as, um, you know, they're not as, as isolated. So, uh, it takes like a whole lot of effort. So I'm definitely enjoying like, uh, going to the gym and, and having access to both like machines, weights, and then also like, you know, pull up bars and dip bars and stuff like that. I think combining them is, is really cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I really, I saw in your Instagram stories and in your YouTube videos, you're, like you said, you're combining both at the moment. Um, do you have like kind of split you're following at the gym or are you just, um, Yeah, doing pull-ups and mostly push exercise yeah. as well or how are you yeah structuring that so i yeah i usually do like a, a sort of typical push uh pull leg split where mm -hmm. i'll do that uh twice uh in the week but i've actually been switching it up a little bit lately where i've been sort of doing um like they're still push and pull focused but i've been doing a little bit more like total body workouts uh rather than just strictly doing pulling movements like if i feel like doing handstands or push-ups or something i'll, I'll do that as well um, so yeah, usually the first sort of half of my workout, I try, uh, to do calisthenics, um, style mm -hmm. maneuvers, I guess, like I'll add weight to a lot of my chin ups. So, I mean, calisthenics by definition is like body weight. So once you add weight, you know, to yourself, whether it be a weight vest or, or a weight belt, I guess it's not really like technically calisthenics before. And I've definitely been told in the comments section of my videos that it's not, which <laughs> <laughs> is why I'm being clear on this, yeah, but uh, I mean, for lack of a better term, you know, weight added calisthenics uh, is what I like to do because I think it is important to trick your body into thinking that it's heavier when you're doing calisthenics than it actually is. Like, especially once you plateau, you got to a point where you can do, you know, 20 um, pull-ups and unless you really want to, you know, spend a lot of time doing reps, I think the easiest thing to do from there to continue to gain size and strength is to add weight. Um which is what I do now. So for the, you know, right at the beginning after I've warmed up and I'm, uh, I'm feeling good and strong, then I'll maybe get right into doing some muscle ups or some weighted pull ups 
some really, you know, those difficult stuff that I do. And then once I kind of tire out doing that, then I'll move over. If it's a pole day, uh, I'll move over and do the uh, like seated row or something, just something to kind of complement all the um, vertical um, mm -hmm. like pulling that I'm doing to a more horizontal. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I just kind of in between most of my sets, I'll I'll do something uh, calisthenics related, whether it be like front lever pulls or uh, you know some sort of ab exercise like dragon flags or something. Just because I like to, um, yeah, I just like to keep moving throughout my workouts, and I find that if I continue, if I keep up with the calisthenics stuff, then I it's not so hard to get back into it. It's very like you got to be doing it all the time in order to sort of stay good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine that. That's amazing. Um, and again, talking about your coaching or that you're not offering anymore, um, when someone came to you and let's say wanted to lose weight, um, what, was, what was the first thing, if you want to share, of course, if it's not a <laughs> secret, um, the first thing that you assessed when starting to work with them? Because maybe some of my listeners want to lose weight and don't really know where to start the journey or how to start the journey or where to right. begin. Um, what was yeah. would be one thing that you had immediately told your prospective clients um, yeah what to change maybe before Derek gives you the answer on how you can immediately start your weightless journey please make sure to give this podcast a rating on iTunes you're on the app right now so please just open the app open your phone and go to the rating section on my podcast and please give me a five-star rating and write something you like about the podcast this episode has been amazing so far I think you like it too Derek was an amazing guest and we will get into it right now but please make sure to rate my podcast so that i can get more awesome guests on the show and can inspire you to build a better physique to live the vegan lifestyle the healthy vegan lifestyle giving the podcast a rating really helps it grow and get more people on it that really deliver value so thank you so much and let's continue Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that you said, you know, like you kind of laughed if you said if it's, if there is no secret, because I think we both know <laughs> that there isn't a secret, right? Like there really yeah. is. And that's part of the reason why I got out of um, doing that consulting. Like, like you said, for now, I might, you know, get into it again um, one day. But um, I just found that it was like, you're just, you're just holding people's hands, you know, in order to get them to eat, you know, fruits and vegetables. And you're just telling them to do that. And it's like, there really is like no secret to it. You know, um, so, you know, I just felt bad, like, you know, charging people for this when I could just be spreading the same message on, uh, you know, like on YouTube for free. That's kind of like another one of my motivations from uh, from back there. So but, you know, so what I would tell them, it would all come down to like where they were at. So if they were coming from, you know, just eating, you know, like just fast food and burgers and fries and that sort of stuff. Um, just changing one meal at a time, really, like just, uh, just, you know, get them to start nailing breakfast and, uh, and try that. And then really like, um, I think, uh, appreciating people's like wins is really important in those situations when you're trying to like break bad habits. So just getting them excited about that because then they feel empowered in order to make more changes. So once they get, you know, breakfast dialed down and they're having oatmeal every day or they're having smoothie every day and they like that routine and that feels good and they're maybe starting to notice some health benefits, uh, even if it is maybe even a placebo effect, who knows, uh, mm -hmm. then you get them to, you know, introduce a, the second meal in the day and, and uh, start eating a little bit better like that. Or maybe just breakfast and the snack, you know, uh, or, or whatnot. So um, I was kind of big on like adding things uh, rather than sort of taking things away or at least focusing on adding them. Uh, you know, awesome. it would it wouldn't 
makes sense to, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to keep eating like burgers if you're trying to lose weight. But rather than saying, okay, just keep going about your life, just don't have burgers, you know, I don't think it's going to have as good a results as if you just tell somebody to sort of, you know, okay, eat a healthier breakfast. Uh, I think that's, you know, going to, you know, work more positively. Uh, and people can't really change too many things at one time. That was something that was really frustrating with it as well is where I would take people on for a couple months uh, at a time. But it takes a little while in order for these changes to really take hold and for you to adopt them into your lifestyle. So, you know, you get somebody doing that, it takes a week or two, you know, for them to to change their breakfast habits and then another couple of weeks to change their lunch habits. And then, uh, and then you know, maybe your time's up sort of thing together. And it's like, <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's time consuming. It takes a long time. People have to understand that it does take a long time to change your habits, to change your uh, taste buds as well, which is, you know, something that does change over time. Uh, you get, you know, more used to eating food that isn't uh, hyper flavorful and you actually start appreciating the, the flavors of foods. Um, so just, yeah, you know, stuff like that, just reassuring them that what they're doing is right, giving them little tips on, um, you know, how to prepare foods a little quicker and easier. Uh, and then just uh, really, uh, yeah, you know, celebrating the wins. Yeah. And I love this approach that you just change the breakfast or change uh, each meal at a time. And if you already ate a healthy breakfast then i think you're less likely to yeah to eat a burger for lunch or for for in the evening because you already started a good way and it's already has such a big impact uh, on how you're feeling i would say as well so that's an awesome approach and exactly yeah, if yeah. people that are listening that, want to yeah you <laughs> go ahead um yeah people that are listening want to yeah start a journey then like you said start with building the habits and start changing your meals um, yeah, that's already a big start. And what did you want to say? Yeah, no, that's it. And it's like, it is a journey. So like, don't get, um, you know, if you start getting off track at all, uh, just get back on track and, you know, and, and don't feel like guilty about it. Just keep moving forward. Uh, I always say like, I always compare it to like, if you're driving down a road and you start driving off the road, it's like, you know, if you're going into the trees, you just, you know, you obviously you're going to correct your course and go back onto the road. You're not going to keep driving into the trees. So if you start, you know, you have a bad meal, um, I don't want to say bad, but if you have an unhealthy meal, you know, and, and you feel guilty about it or whatever, just like know that you should do better the next time and just like keep moving. I, I you know, I just try to stress that a lot too. Yes. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, yeah. um, <laughs> one thing that personally really interests me is, um, because you just joined Vivo Life family, um, how is it to yeah. be part of the crew, like living and working together uh, with one of the biggest, um, yeah, vegans in the world, like influencers and inspiring yeah. people? Uh, how is it to join them on the team? Yeah, so it's really cool. Like um, when my channel started to grow really quickly last summer, I was um, I started to get approached by a lot of different sort of supplement companies and, and protein powder companies. Uh, who wanted to work with me and it was really exciting at first and and but I didn't really like feel like I resonated with any of them all that well um, and I just felt like it was a sort of uh, a step that I kind of I, I felt almost like pressure to take it like it was the next step in my mm -hmm. career kind of thing right and um, so uh, you know yeah I was kind of weighing my options and uh, and I wasn't all that excited about it and then Vivo Life came about and uh They kind of emailed me, the the owner himself, and and met with me, and I felt like, yeah, really, really good about their company and their values and what they're all about. And then once I tried their product, I was like, I was totally all about it because um, for me, like uh, with protein powder, it's got to be really, really well uh, digested. Like it has to be super uh, easy to digest, no gas, no bloating, yes. and 
that was what I noticed like right away with theirs is that it was just like, you know, just like as if I would have uh, any food in, in my smoothie and not like, you know, some protein powder. So they just bloat you right out. Um, so yeah. And then, um, so I signed, uh, yeah, with them and, and started working with them and it's been really great because they're, they're totally casual. They don't want you to sort of change what you're doing already to become some salesperson for them. Like they just want you to keep going about your life. Um, you know, mention the product as you would mention it if you sort of like weren't sponsored by them, I guess. Like I was, Mm -hmm. you know, people would always ask me what protein powder you do use even before, uh, I started working with them. So, you know, one that I was purchasing at the time, I would always show it. Uh, so things didn't really even have to change, which was, which was really cool. Um, and then it's opened up a lot of opportunities, like you said, like hanging out with, uh, you know, John Venus and Nimai Delgado and, you know, uh, of course, Bianca and Catherine and Brian Turner and, you know, everyone else that, that, uh, yes. that's sort of on the team, I guess you would say, Ravana too. Um, it's really cool. It's like really surreal to, to be around those people, but, um, they're all like such kind, such good hearted people as well that it's, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's really, it's really nice, really fun to be around and, um, nice to have them as friends because, um, John Venus especially has been extremely helpful for me, uh, as far as like my growth and just, um, being sort of a coach for me, mm-hmm. uh, as with YouTube here, cause there's always like lots of questions, whether it be something about editing or creating a thumbnail or, you know, legal stuff on YouTube and that sort of thing. Uh, he's always been, uh, he's gone through it all first and he's, uh, always willing <laughs> to help and share his, uh, information. So yeah, that's, that's been really cool. Uh, yeah. What else? I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great, a no great man. experience. They're, they're an awesome company. Really like what they're doing. They're giving back to the community. They, um, yeah, it's all it's all really cool. Organic, you know, carbon neutral, uh, carbon neutral delivery. I don't want to sell it too much, but uh, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And also, like from all the YouTube videos, especially from the meetup in um, in Los Angeles, I got yeah. so many good vibes, and I just had the feeling that just a big family. Of course, other fitness YouTubers always are happy in front of the camera as well, but I really feel like. Um, and with your group, with all the vegans connecting, I think it was a very good vibe, and I got that from the from the videos. And I do think um, it has to do with, um, with with just the overall approach to nutrition that everyone has. Everyone is vegan. Everyone wants to impact people positively, and yeah, that gives just gives an amazing vibe. And the vegan Avengers have to unite <laughs> to yeah to yeah. influence more people, right? Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it's such a neat uh, neat group to be a part of. Like I said, and um, yeah, I feel I feel really fortunate, and it's opened up a lot of uh, you know opportunities for me that I never would have had otherwise. Like I went to London, uh, la- uh, what was it last year, and um, went to the Veg Fest there, and uh, got to go there because of you know being a part of Evil Life, and that was just amazing. I got to meet a whole bunch of like followers and stuff there, which was it just blew my mind. I thought maybe there would be you know a couple people there that came in throughout the weekend to say hi to me but you know there was just people there all weekend uh, that I was talking to that Crazy. that you know had a story about how my videos um or you know how something information that I've given has helped them and then gone on to help their family and you know friends around them and stuff and it's it's really really powerful so um just being able to like yeah have that op- opportunity and like get out of the small town of Parksville where I live and um and actually like see how my work has affected others you know is is pretty amazing and yeah definitely thanks to uh viva life to do that and then la as well yeah that's really cool but i that wasn't um that trip wasn't uh, entirely funded by them unfortunately but uh <laughs> it was uh it's nice to be able to like have uh you know a bunch of 
friends around the world like go and meet up in a place like that and, and you know have that sort of center bond of yeah just sort of promoting this this message it's really cool yeah and it must be like such a um, crazy feeling to see so many people approaching you and talking to you like when you're doing youtube videos you wouldn't realize that so many people actually watch your videos right and yeah get so much value out of it. it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of crazy. Like, um, especially here in town, like, you know, I, the town I live in has, I think, 10,000 people. So it's not a huge uh, town. And most of them are, are retirees. So it's like older population. So it's not like I, I don't, you know, get recognized all that much. And I mean, I know I'm not like a celebrity or whatever, but uh, it, it's really cool when you do go somewhere like, like to LA and then there is a meetup and, and you just, you know, you meet 100 or 200 people that all have like individual stories on, on how that you've helped them and, and then you look and you think like this is just in like one city in you know in the US and uh, yeah it's just like it's really really amazing and special uh, special thing that I'm doing I'm really thankful for it yeah, and it's so well deserved because your content is very is awesome and you share so much value but one thing I want uh -huh. to do at well, the end so of the podcast <laughs> thanks <laughs> so, do you, so do you your content's awesome as well thanks so much um, one yeah. thing I always do at the end of my podcast is called the hot seat um, I just um, throw some words or concepts that have a bit more yeah how you how could you say controversial background let's say in the vegan <laughs> in the vegan nutrition community <laughs> and you just quickly say yes or no um, if you support that or yeah you can also of course do <laughs> do a more detailed answer if you like but um, mm -hmm. the premise is to just yeah say yes or no and then go on are you ready <laughs> I like it already yeah nice okay um, caffeine yes or no oh it depends on the person and the time but uh, yeah okay yeah so mostly for you personally <laughs> and then you can of course uh, yeah give the reason oh for me personally yes okay. yes uh yeah yep <laughs> okay <laughs> okay this next one is big um honey yes or no 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 okay um kombucha yes or no mm, i i take it or leave it i don't really care enough to buy to like spend my money buying it okay yeah <laughs> uh but if it's given to me then i'll drink it yeah okay nice um, spirulina, yes or no? Ah, sort of undecided on spirulina. It used to be uh, yes, okay. yeah. now it's unsure. Okay, why is that, if I may ask? <laughs> ah, just like the, um, the reports of like the cytotoxic effects and then also the, um, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, the B12, uh, analogs that it might have in it mm -hmm. too. So I'm not, uh. 100% sure on the spirulina, but okay. uh, I think it's probably fine. I'm just uh, not sure on it, so I don't want to go out of my way to consume it. That's that's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Hummus or guacamole, if you would have to decide? Oh, gosh. Oh, man. That's, um... Wow. <laughs> it's hurting my brain, this one. <laughs> Oh, guacamole. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Tofu or tempeh? Oh, I'd have to say tempeh because oh, it's okay. healthier. Okay, that's 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 a good nutrition practitioner answer. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, of course. <laughs> um, cashews or almonds? Cashews. Yes, the cashew hype. <laughs> um, yeah. Vegan pizza versus vegan burgers? Oh, maybe 
vegan pizza. Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, now you have to decide. You would have to stop eating smoothie bolts or you would yeah. have to... Um, yeah, nutritional yeast would just disappear. You couldn't use it ever again. No nutritional yeast. Oh, ever. yeah, no. Nutritional yeast can, can leave. I'll have <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> smoothie bowl are life. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard about that, but uh, McDonald's is bringing out a vegan burger. Um, yes or no? So mm. positive or negative, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, in general, I think like positive, like the more vegan stuff that's in people's faces, the better. For me, probably not going to buy it. Uh, yeah. But I think that if, you know, people do want to, um, I would consider it a vote for veganism more than a vote for McDonald's, I would say. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, who would win an arm wrestle? Um, John Venus or Nima Delgado? <laughs> oh, yeah, this would this should have gone down. Yeah, mm. why, why didn't it happen? <laughs> Next time you'd oh, have to man. you have to do it. You know what? It's hard for me because whenever we'd work out together with those guys, like I'd always, you know, I would always keep up with them during like their warm-up sets and then all of a sudden they would just start putting so much weight on the bar that i would like wa i would like leave i'd like walk away and like find something i'd like go push do push-ups in the corner so i'd never really even seen like who i've never seen like who lifts more or um because they're both really big boys i'm gonna say i'm gonna say john just because okay <laughs> nima is too gentle i don't know <laughs> i don't want to stir any uh <laughs> Any, um, how do we call it, any discussions, but yeah, just for <laughs> no, fun, no, of course. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So that's it for the hot seat. The last question for you. What's your number one um, advice for people that are thinking about going vegan? Yeah, stop thinking about it and just try it. Love and it. Um, focus on progress over perfection. So just, just yeah just start trying do your best and you're gonna you're never gonna you know you won't go into it being absolutely perfect right away um or or will you ever have like a perfect diet but uh you definitely have to start somewhere and um i think yeah just get into it that's awesome thank you so much for coming yeah. on on the podcast where can people find you if they don't know where and you also have a recipe book right uh, where can they find this yeah. and also if yeah. you have anything to announce uh yeah let the listeners know no no well thanks so much for having me um so you can find me um i'm at simonet nutrition uh on all my social media so on uh instagram and youtube and facebook as well simonet nutrition just my last name s-i-m-n-e-t-t -T, nutrition and uh yeah that's another reason why my like youtube name isn't all that exciting uh or anything because it was like supposed to just be for my consulting services so oh, it was okay. never like <laughs> I never had any name like, you know, like calisthenics king or something like that. <laughs> it was, uh, although I wouldn't call myself that because I'm definitely not. But uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me. But you know what? It's uh, that's my name now for that's I'm stuck with it. That's what it's going to be. And um, and then also, yeah, as far as my recipe book goes, uh, it's linked under all my like all my videos on on YouTube. Uh, but you could always go to my website, simonetnutrition.com and uh, there's a you know, you can buy it right there as well. And it's like, uh, yeah, 31 super easy vegan recipes, all the foods that I've uh, been eating over the last couple of years to sort of get, you know, my, my body, my health to where it is today. Yeah, 
That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for the talk. It was uh, very valuable and uh, cool. love what you're doing. Keep it up and keep inspiring people with your positivity great. and your great knowledge. And yes, that's it for the podcast. Cool. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Vegan Fitness Podcast with Derek from Simlet Nutrition. I really like to talk with him and I loved the episode. I hope you did too. And please make sure to rate my podcast on iTunes so I can get more and good people on the podcast. Thank you for listening to it. We'll hear us in the next episode.